Hello and welcome to I Am Here. It is a podcast with two cousins. Hi, I'm Gabby and this Ladies, is what's up? Um, we are just here to share stories, share the love, share the healing. And today we are with the lovely Laura and we're going to be talking about ba, ba, ba. self-image and social media and all the lovely stuff that come with that. You guys can follow us on I Am Here pod at instagram and you can also follow us on actually all social media platforms at i am here pod or you can email us at i am here pod at gmail.com let us know your story let us know what you want to see and just give us some feedback hello hey welcome hey. yeah <laughs> we're so excited i'm excited that you came on um because one we haven't talked in a long time two Too you long. Yeah, girl. It's been it's been a long time. I blame. Wait, Kate. how did you guys meet? She's sisters with one of my friends. I went with uh with her sister to grad school. So I met her sister in grad school, and then I met Laura through through her. Yeah, in New York on my sister's dirty thirty. <laughs> we met. We met before that. We met for your sister's bridal shower. Oh my God! Yes, we did. We did. We did. Yeah, because you like night. texted me, and I'm like, "How did you get my number? I don't know you. I know of <laughs> you, but I don't know you." <laughs> I had to be such a creep during that week because I was surprising my sister. You're like the best maid of honor. Like you, you like went. You did the whole ninja thing. I was like, "Yo, she went in." I was so impressed. You no, were your sister's nice. of honor? I was, yes. Oh, so cute. My sister is, I tell her all the time, she's like, I wouldn't be who I am without her. She played such a big role in who I am, so love you, sister. Uh, <laughs> I even call her baby. sister. I always say in mana, like to this damn grown-ass woman still calling my sister in mana. In public, I'm like, in mana, like who's Daylon? Don't know her. <laughs> but naturally, I had to go all out for her bridal stuff. So that's how we met, and then we ended up rooming together for her Dirty 30 in New York mm -hmm. in freaking February. And it's so crazy to think about that trip, because that was like right, like a year um, before, like one almost one year exactly before Corona started. So it's just like crazy to think about how different like our whole trip dynamic was during that time. And I remember you talking about it when we were on a trip to New York of, of your ideals and, and desires for wanting to be an influencer. You have created a really big um, platform for yourself on social media, just with fitness and nutrition and just overall wellness um but you've you've transitioned a lot through that like it's your your image and almost like your um audience you've made and i noticed it just like i was following you and then i noticed a change i'm like wait a minute it's a little <laughs> different like the foundation is still the same but it's mm -hmm. only, i don't know how to explain it. it's almost like the message that you're trying to convey is yeah well first i i so grateful that you even noticed that shift because I was wondering like does it kind of seem like I'm just doing like the same old stuff all the time and like I feel like such a completely different person like it, it's insane because that trip was the last trip I took before I went through an entire year of just like hardship and lessons mm. and growth 
so it's so crazy because you saw me right before like shit hit the fan kind of thing and then but I'm so grateful for 2019 because ultimately I think I wouldn't have changed and I wouldn't have been the person that I'm trying to be now and the message that I'm trying to spread if I hadn't gone through that 2019 a lot of people hated it and I'm really grateful for 2019 because well, yeah, 2020, they didn't know. That's the thing. Nobody knew. Nobody knew. Everybody's hating on 2019. Now everybody's wishing they could go back, right? Yeah. <laughs> 2019 is not that bad. No, no. Mm. Like, I'm pretty sure that in the future, people are going to be saying, oh, at least it's not 2020. Like, I'm sure that that's going to be a thing people are saying. 2019 was just my worst year, personally. I think growing up, I was always a super optimistic person. I think I was really blessed in the sense that I had never gone through something that had like shook me so much and that I'm just to be lucky enough to say that. So going through uh, 2019 where I had made all these drastic changes and surprise did not take them well happening all at the same time was it really like shook like what I was used to. I had never gone through anything like that. But to kind of get a little deeper into what went down, uh, I moved out with my boyfriend in January. And actually had oh, nothing to do with Jean. Jean's great. <laughs> Everything was fine. But I remember I was like trying to sublease my old apartment and then school was starting. Um, and then I was also eating a pescatarian diet for about four months probably. I had started in 2018 and it was going great. It, I actually look back on it now and it was probably like the healthiest I had been. But right after that New York trip, I started to eat vegan. And mm -hmm. looking back on it, I was like, girl, you just went into that so uninformed. You, you, and it was, a, I was eating a lot of like meat substitutes, which is nice when you're kind of starting through that transitional phase. But I, I found myself not eating like any wholesome vegetables, any like real raw food, beans, like what the vegan diet essentially consist of. Instead, I was just eating all these artificial things, all these food. substitutes. And before I knew it, I was thinking like a completely different person. Like I couldn't think straight. I couldn't like problems in my life that I was trying to kind of figure out. I always describe it to my friends as like a yarn ball. And when you're trying to figure out things in your life, you're kind of trying to straighten the strings in the yarn ball, I felt like I couldn't straighten any critical thinking had become so difficult for me all over two main factors, which I think was what I was eating and my environment that I think played a huge role on how I was feeling. And I remember I went to a doctor, a terrible doctor who drew my blood and was like, let's see what's going on. He was like, you should just stop all that stuff and like eat whole milk. And he was very old school and kind uh, of didn't hear me out at all. I was like, yeah. okay. And like my results came back and he had my results for like a week and I still hadn't heard anything back. I called, he was like, yeah, everything is fine. Everything looks good. Just, you know, stop the vegan stuff. 
and I was like, okay. I was, oh my gosh. Yeah. It was just like, they still send me emails. I'm like, I'm never going back. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. Yeah. Everything's yeah. fine. Just stop your diet. Cause I think it's dumb. No, I mean, I'm right. putting words in his mouth, but. Right. Fine. And it doesn't even stop there because then I saw another doctor and I'm telling the doctor, like, he says everything's fine, but I don't feel fine. Like, I don't, I feel like a completely different person than I was a few months ago. And he's like, all right, just like bring, bring your results and like, let me take a look. And so the B12 range was huge. It was like from 300 to like a thousand plus, like it was a really big range. And I think my number was like 320. So like the lowest is like 300 and I was like 320. And he was like, barely making it in the range. Right. He was like, you're in, he was like, you're in range, but just because you're in range does not mean your body is optimal. (laughs) Yeah. And I felt like I was just losing control of everything in my life at that point because I remember I was doing finals in the spring and I was just taking the stress of that poorly. And then on top of that, I felt like I went from being this like super optimistic girl on Instagram to like feeling like an imposter and like I was like putting a brown paper bag and with a smiley face and pretending to be someone I wasn't and it's so hard to pour from an empty cup you can't like it's it's impossible and I felt like I was just giving and giving and giving and I had nothing left to give instead of kind of taking that step back and realizing hey like you need to take care of yourself what like what propelled you to feel you needed to continue to pour into your media platforms when you were not okay well something else that i didn't mention was we had moved like 25 minutes out from ucf so it was something i was not used to i was like in maitland so far from everyone and i spent the majority of that year alone so I feel like no one, because Gene was working his nine to five for the first time. So it was the first time that we weren't spending that much time together either. So it almost felt like the only thing I had. Mm. Like all I would do was work out and it was, and over the summer too, it was even worse because I was only taking like one or two classes. I'd work out, I'd study and that was it. There was like every, every time I went to go see someone, it was like a traveling mission. It was like yeah. a 35 minutes out. It became work to hang out. Right. Right. And it, it was just, I, and it's almost like I didn't have anyone to wake me up and be like, Hey, <laughs> stop it like take care of yourself Um, the media like social media became your support you know almost like your company yeah which I don't really recommend if that's your only company it was not 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 what I was going for and I've always I I like every personality test I've ever taken it's always come back like 50% extroverted 50% introverted so I've always enjoyed spending you agree with that Gabby yeah I I had to do one for my psych class and it said the same thing they made me take it over and over and I kept getting yeah I was like (laughs) so I've always enjoyed my alone time but I always really enjoy spending time with other people as well and that was definitely the first time in my life that I was just so alone constantly and not surrounded by anyone and it was when I realized like how much like 
those people in your life like we really lean on when we're you know in our downtimes and I almost felt like I was a nuisance to people if I like told them what I was going through because they were my friend because I was this person and I felt like I was a completely different person now. Mm -hmm. In a lot of people's stories and experiences with social media, um, that's the pool of like, well, I feel connected, but it's not the same quality of connection. So I, I stay distracted. I stay on it. I, I look at people that I know, you know, I'm following my friends. I'm following acquaintances. I follow people. I'm seeing them. Um, but then it becomes, I don't know, because um, I've experienced it in myself too. Just like, I'm still connecting with them, but there's almost like an emptiness in that. Mm -hmm. connection. I'm missing out on those things. Um, because for me, when I moved away from Pennsylvania came down to Florida it was very similar experience to what you were talking about where I, I was completely separate from my family and support system and had no friends here so I had no social media at the time on purpose because I've always been very private but then when I found myself so far away and alone mm -hmm. I activated a lot of it in order to maintain some kind of contact and connection and feel like I was still part there with them that really made me think too about when I when I started out I went to college originally three hours away from where I live right now so it was it was really lonely and then I I mean I've always been like a social media person but I started using social media way more once mm -hmm. I started like being far away from my family uh, and I noticed I still felt lonely. If not, I felt a little lonelier because I saw these pictures of people. They were surrounded by their friends, going to parties, having a great time. And like initially when I was a freshman in college, I was like, I don't have friends. This looks like fun. Why, why can't I do this? Why can't I do that? Right. Um, yeah. And I was stuck in that cycle. So have you ever found yourself stuck in that cycle? And what are some things that helped you get out of that if you did? Absolutely. It's it's funny that you brought this up because I was just talking to my friend about this, how I feel like everything kind of seems one way on social media and I find myself comparing even like my life to someone else's life. I, I'll start to feel like, am I living my life to the fullest? Am I, am I having enough fun? Am, am I working too much? Uh, am I doing this thing right? Just kind of feeling like what I have isn't enough sometimes, mm -hmm. but I think the best way that I have found for me to go about it is kind of perspective and looking at the glass half full instead of half empty. And I always say this, but I know it's cliche, but all the cliches are true. If there's anything <laughs> life has taught me, <laughs> life just proves to you that the cliches are true. Mm -hmm. But just kind of looking at, okay, maybe I'm not traveling a lot or having a lot of fun in my life right now, but that doesn't mean it won't come to me in the future. Maybe this period of my life is focused on me working really hard so that I can ultimately have a lot of growth and success in the future kind of thing. So just kind of looking that, you know, this, is, this isn't the time right now, but it could be in the future. And also just knowing that the grass isn't always greener on the other side. You know, who people put themselves on on social media 
isn't always who they actually are. And I'm not, I'm not here to pretend like I haven't done that because I have, I, I did that all of 2019. Many people didn't know what I was going through because I didn't want to be that girl who was sad and not fulfilled when, you know, I had a social media following and I had a school to go to and food to eat. It's kind of like, what do you have to complain about mm-hmm. kind of thing? Yeah. And almost like so, own challenges and struggles because it's like, well, I don't have it as bad as other people. I just got to almost push through it and, and keep posting things because I got to get myself out of this funk. There's nobody else here. And I have followers that are expecting this image. Right. And it almost made things worse because when you kind of put up this wall pretending that nothing is wrong and you're not dealing with anything, I feel like the wall falls on top of you. <laughs> like life, life is, life will like start to kick you a little like, hey, like pay attention to me. Hey. And like the more you don't pay attention, the more she's going to throw you on your face. And just I said, boom. <laughs> <laughs> no, really. No, really. She was like, either pay attention now or I'm going to throw you on your face. You pick. Um, yeah. But yeah. Like, I was thinking too, when we were talking about how, what people show on their media and how that is an extension of who we are, but it's not necessarily who we are as an entirety of a person. Um, I always think about that a lot. Um, and I, I was reading this book for class. And I'm not sure who coined the term, but the term was framing, where we frame our life to seem a certain way on social media. It's almost like a filter, uh, ironically. And (laughs) people see this image of who we are and this person that we almost want to be and we want other people to see us as, but we're not necessarily that person. Mm -hmm. I always think about that a lot because... I always find myself falling into that trap too. <laughs> like I always find myself being like, okay, I'm going to be super positive, super like I'm yeah. happy no matter what I'm going through. Um, and then it's, it's hard because you almost start to envy the person that you put yourself up to be. Like, it's almost like I, I create this online persona and then I want to be that same person, but I know I'm not like, right. I don't know if, if that's like something that happens to, I, I feel like it's something that's, that's common. Absolutely. Absolutely. But like, yeah. Like I was sometimes always find myself like going on my Insta and I'm just looking at him like, I wish I could be this happy, even though, mm. you know, I'm not necessarily at that point, but it's just coming to terms that it is a way of framing, like we're framing our lives to be a certain right. way. Yeah. And how many people are probably pretending to feel happy because they want to come off that way and feel the exact same way that we do when they kind of put this framing or filter up. Yeah. Which I think like essentially leaves so many of us like feeling alone or even emptier. It's almost like it's interesting because we get on social media in order to help us feel connected. Mm-hmm. And then we're on it. It does the complete opposite, where we feel more disconnected and lonelier. Yeah. So it almost becomes this toxic cycle of I need to get on it because I feel alone, and then while I'm on it, I feel false or feel fraudent, like a, a fraud, and mm-hmm. yeah, more disconnected. And I went yeah. to um, I went to a TED talk I think last year, and oh, nice. it was yeah, you know, it was fancy. So cool. <laughs> 
no, you it was it was here so i was like all right i can go um it was some i was like all right this is this is interesting and the topic was disconnected in a connected world mm -hmm. right and one of the speakers stefan gillam had mentioned how it's not about us being disconnected we are more connected than ever the problem is it's superficial connection versus actual community that we're experiencing and what we need is community I, I've been there personally because when I first started my Instagram account, I was probably 19, turning 20, uh, and I was just, I kind of, I ran track all throughout high school, so I've always been pretty active and into sports, and I remember when I finished high school, I didn't want to be an athlete anymore. I kind of wanted to be a regular student and give myself the space and opportunities to do other things. So I was like, I'm not going to do sports, but I kind of filled the void of track with weightlifting. And I got super into that. And that's what I would do with my boyfriend all the time. And we just lift, lift, lift. And I actually never had the intention of growing my social media platform at all. Like, <laughs> I never was like, I want to have followers. I It was more so I just was posting what I was doing. And what I was doing was working out a lot and people liked it and I was getting feedback and I remember one night my post getting reposted on a bigger page and then getting all these followers um, and it almost felt like it wasn't even my own niche of people that I had created it was more so like the other pages people who just saw that post and then all started following me and so in 2019, <laughs> when I was going through it, I was just reflecting on the following that I had gained and the people that were following me. And I didn't feel like I had a, a community at the time. Like I knew there was, there was those good people in there, but the bulk of the people who were commenting, you know, there's a lot of people who follow you who just never say anything. So you yeah. never really hear from. And then there's the people that always comment. And the people that were always commenting were just a bunch of men. <laughs> and I was getting all of this male attention that I had never <laughs> intended to get, that I never wanted, really. I mean, I, I, not to say that, you know, male compliments are a bad thing, but it was just like a whole nother level. That was not the audience um, you were wanting to target. It's not like you were trying to target right. any audience. It just happened. I wasn't, yeah. I was <laughs> like, what is happening? You know, and and when you, you're that young and I'm still that young, it kind of, it feels like your ego. It makes you feel like good and... It's like a so, temporary fix. It's like, ooh, they like that. I, I have to keep doing more of that because that's what's getting engagement. Right. Right, so you feel like you kind of have to keep doing what the audience likes to see. And then I found myself after a few months of doing that with a lot of pictures that I guess I had deemed almost too sexy, <laughs> which I hate even saying because, you know, but I kind of like unconsciously didn't really think about it very much. I just was super in my head at the time and I deleted a bunch of pictures. I was like, I don't care. I was like, this is not who I want to be. And I just had deleted all these pictures that I felt gave this perception of me that I didn't want to put out there anymore. 
and not to say that there is anything bad with being confident in your skin and showing and and if you want to post a booty picture do it you know it's 2020 yeah but it was just I wasn't attracting the people I wanted to attract anymore and almost instantly I remember losing a bunch of followers like right away a couple hundred because I had deleted all the pictures that they were probably there to see but I had decided that that's not who I wanted to be anymore I didn't want to be the woman that made other women feel bad about themselves I it just I didn't want my family to see that and I didn't want to introduce myself to people and them to think I was this hot Instagram girl <laughs> yeah you're like I'm, I'm more than that <laughs> that's yeah. part of it like, that's part of it but there's more <laughs> no I was like this is not who I am at all kind of I just I just felt like I it wasn't me it wasn't me at all and I I wasn't going to value I wasn't I, I wasn't going to continue doing who I wasn't it, that's part of the reason why I felt so empty because I was being someone that I you were wasn't. being a persona and you were yeah. doing it with the intention of just following what worked you know you're following the the method and the formula that worked for you in that moment but then you realize okay it's not working for me as a person I yeah. I, I want to be whole I want to be real yeah yeah and then, and then the there's switch. only so much fulfillment that comes from strangers stroking your ego like, I was like, I can't do, like, I can't grow, grow up and know that, yeah, I have all these followers and I'm super successful because I'm attractive. I was like, what happens when I age? Like, am I not, am I not valuable anymore? Like, no, you know, it shouldn't be that way. Yeah. So, yeah, I wanted to feel like the value I was putting out there was more than that, more than just. It's authentic. Yeah. Laura, not yeah. an <laughs> Right. Yeah. And if that meant losing followers, then I was like, then so be it. I'd rather have people who really align with what I'm trying to do now than have a bunch of people who are waiting for me to be this person that I'm not. And I wonder how that of that was a challenge of, of seeing the shift in your audience. And because, and I only say this, because there was a while where it's just like you, there's, uh, you get caught up in the current. Uh, mm-hmm. of the numbers of the engagement and when you change when we change in any way of our life there is a sense of loss you know mm-hmm. you're you're losing a part of of your life or a part of you that was existing you know that's that was there while you try to get something better in the process but i wonder how challenging that was to see the numbers drop and people lose um interest and i wonder how much that affects your your image about yourself in those moments yeah yeah i mean it was definitely hard at first um i even thought at first impulsively like of going back like i was like oh my god i did something wrong like i messed up a really good opportunity for myself but i i think it just comes down to not valuing what people think about you so much because if you're valuing when they're all cheering you on and then when they're not, you kind of feel like you have nothing. But if you're never valuing it either way, then you're doing good all the time kind mm-hmm. of thing. So, and I mean, it's still something like I'm working through today. I'm not going to sit here and act like <laughs> I got it all I don't together. care about what anybody says. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. I have plenty of days where I care <laughs> way too much. But 
think it's a I definitely mission. think it's just it's knowing that if this is what I have to work through to ultimately get to a place where I'm a better me and where I'm actually helping other people, then this is what I gotta do. So I just think I think the knowing that I'm working towards something that will ultimately bring me a better end result. And you feel good about long term versus like that quick okay i feel good right. now but then this long term it's like oh no when i'm being authentic and it's i find it so interesting because um as you're sharing your story you were talking about feeling like in real life i had to be this happy person because my friends see me as this happy person and what would that mean for my support system and, and my relationships if they know i'm going through it right. and it's almost as you accepted that in your own personal life it reflected in your in your social media yeah absolutely completely agree with that do you ever uh let your followers know if you're going through something like in a way without like going into specifics do you ever like just kind of say oh it's been a hard week or something yeah no i've i mean i remember like posting a picture of myself crying <laughs> I remember posting a normal selfie and I remember like the swipe selfie being a post of me crying and I just wanted to be real. I just wanted to show people like life is not this like happy perfect thing all the time and and I've really learned to kind of appreciate the lows in life because for a while I was so embarrassed that I had posted something like that. And I was embarrassed that I had a couple of posts where I was sharing like, hey, <laughs> I'm not okay. <laughs> but, and, and then for a while I was like, oh my God, why did I share that? I overshared, people are gonna see me as this different person, but we need the lows to teach us, to help us grow and everything would ultimately feel the same and bland if we didn't have those lows um and i'm so proud of the woman i'm becoming now like i i always thought like would 10 year old laura be happy of who you are and mm. before i had made that switch i was like i'm not i'm not proud and i refuse to make her unhappy so we're making a switch so I look at 2019 and instead of just looking at it as something I regret, I look at it now as like, wow, I am so thankful for that year and everything that it taught me and humbled me and the list goes on and on and on. So, yeah. It's almost like you have to be broken open. Mm. Is that how you say broke open, broken open? English is hard. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like you have to be like broken from the image and the false sense of self that we are sometimes to really see who you are you know and i think um there is a part of being who you're not you have to be who you're not in order to really discover who you are um and like shedding that outside mask and layer i think i don't i know this is the only thing but you guys oh, remember The Mask by Jim Carrey? Yes. I did see this. No? You I'm, don't... I'm disappointing in movies. I've seen very little. Movies. Okay. It's super old. <laughs> but the whole essence is like, it's like, a, he has a mask. It's like, just like a theater mask. And then it's a magical mask. So what happens is he becomes this person who's very confident and very charismatic. And it's just like, 
woman uh, a womanizer and he's just like feels good with this mask on because it almost creates a whole different persona mm-hmm. um and then he takes it off and then he's back to his regular self and then he kind of loses that confidence and starts kind of um wearing the mask more often and what eventually happens is the mask takes over who he is completely and he can't separate himself from the mask um and he struggles every time the mask becomes stronger and he struggles to take it off um and i think about that often when when we're in these experiences because sometimes we wear the mask to help us um to build the confidence and then the mask takes over and it becomes attached to our skin and it literally hurts sometimes to take it off because you have to break open it's almost attached to parts of who you are um but it's almost a a breath of fresh air and relieving because you no longer have to be suffocated by something that you're not yeah you know that you can be completely authentic um so now you gotta go watch the movie (laughs) yeah for real (laughs) for real adding it to the list (laughs) adding to the list of movies i will never ever see (laughs) oh no (laughs) you got me (laughs) dude i disappoint so many people with movies have you seen no have you no (laughs) But I wonder, like, as you're talking about, like, you know, almost appreciation for 2019 breaking you open and, like, shaking up um, your core so that way you can be authentic and actually have a community. It's almost like having a community of people um, versus just followers. How has it been different for you now that you're being more, more Laura? I feel like it's still, it's like, like, been a recent change. So I'm like, it's yeah. Been, Fresh. Yeah, it's. I feel like it's still something I'm going through because after 2019, I even went through a period where I like was barely posting. Like I was like, I just need a break from social media. Like let me take my time to work on me. So kind of posting again is something pretty recent that I'm still trying to find a healthy balance in life because with a lot of the influencers that I follow, um, you know, social media is their full time job. And I am a full-time student. I have an internship now. I, you know, social media has never been my entire life. Mm-hmm. So there's always a lot of pressure around like consistently posting, like to be like successful on social media, you have to post all the time. And in a way I kind of hate that because I hate that I feel like I have to always be on my phone and I have to always be thinking about like content to post. But again, I think that's perspective because, you know, essentially, like, if I'm creating meaningful content that adds value to my content, then I'm helping people mm-hmm. on a weekly basis. And I have always said that I think the most fulfilling work in life is helping other people. So in a way, I'm winning like that. But mm-hmm. also, I think it's important to kind of, like, take personal days more often. Like, we don't feel like sharing all the time or you know when the glass kind of feels a little more empty why is it that we push ourselves to do something that we're really not in the mood to do and I think that's when the whole filter becomes a thing because you feel like I gotta be consistent because the algorithm hates me the algorithm hates me I know she hates me (laughs) she hates me but I don't care anymore (laughs) I don't care you're like I'm breaking free from the algorithm (laughs) 
<laughs> Dude, yeah, I'm just like, I, I, I'm literally at a point where I'm just posting what I think will help people. Uh, and I've reached this point where I'm not like, you have to like, I went from like always posting like weightlifting videos to where I'm like, you know, movement is medicine. Like if you just want to go on a walk today, then just do that. If you want to go play a game with your friends outside, then just do that. So long as you're moving your body, being a little mindful about what you're putting inside of it, taking some time for yourself, that's a W. That's a win. <laughs> that's enough. And there's like all this pressure to like lift weights all the time to like, like eat that's these the macros. Only way. Yeah. yeah, and it's and it's and it, that's a way. I'm not hating on people who do it that way. Like, if that's what makes you happy, then do you do you keep doing it? Amazing. But there's a lot of people on this planet, and we're all really different, and we all live completely different lives. And not everyone has that kind of time. Not everyone loves to do that. So, I think in life, it's about finding what works for you and doing the little things you can do in your life to make you better because if you're constantly comparing yourself to like your ig inspo whose whole life is like fitness job, and nutrition then you're you're always going to feel like you're not good enough and that's not true you just got other stuff going on you know your role may be different you know and, and i think yeah. what you're mentioning is so important the fact that it's like do what makes you happy and i yeah. think that's um it's so simple and so difficult to grasp sometimes especially when we do follow people that we love and we admire and um we 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 follow them for a reason you know there's a part of us that wants to achieve certain things or or have certain things we're attracted to what's a, like what's reflects us a little bit and sometimes that can be very helpful and motivating of hey these are ways you can do this and you can be so educated with some of the followers and the content that are, are um out there it's just like oh right like you could start you have so much access to so much information and access to mentors almost that you would never be able to have contact with outside of social media and at the same time being able to give ourselves the permission to say hey it's okay if i do things differently because i'm actually a different person um yeah and almost for me it's almost like um applying the same rule that i apply in, in my relationships in life noticing how i feel after my interactions after my interactions with people do i feel energized do i feel uplifted do i feel inspired or do i feel jealous i feel belittled i feel um not good enough it's a big indicator for me whether this um, relationship that I have, it's helpful or unhelpful. And um, making either changes within myself as to why I'm feeling those things and really um, facing the mirror and saying, yo, you gotta check yourself on some of these things. Or being able to recognize that the relationship needs to change. And when I apply that to my social media, it does the same thing. You know, I, I start to have a feed that is more uplifting and inspiring and helpful for me um, because there are people who also encourage you doing better, but also saying it's okay to be imperfect at the same time. Do what works for you. Because even like some inspiring motivational followers that I, I um, well, yeah, people that I was following, I would feel like, oh man, 
at first this was helping and now it's not anymore. I feel like if I don't do what you say, it's not like my life is ruined. <laughs> so recognizing yeah. I can unfollow those people now <laughs> and yeah. kind of follow people who are, are more aligned with what I want and how I want to live my life. Absolutely. And I mean, if you're going through these changes and transition, it's only natural that you know, the kind of people that you want in your circle or even your following circle is going to transition and change too. What makes it, instead of like a job, it makes you excited to do it? I think when I'm really just posting like what I want, <laughs> when I'm not so caught up in what's going to get me likes, what's going to get me more followers, I, I honestly, I'm, I feel like I'm really starting to let that go and just feel like whatever's meant for me will be mine. And I really don't feel like I need this massive following to make an impact anymore. I feel like our society really values this number. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh my I, gosh, now that you really say that, it makes it like, it's almost like physical of like, you know, for so long it's like productivity, productivity, you know, is what equals self-worth and your self-value. Um, but now we actually have numbers to measure, quote unquote, the productivity in social media. Yeah, yeah. And when people like tell me, I, like I, I'm almost like, it doesn't mean, like to me, it doesn't mean shit. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm the same Laura. And I just happen to have this number attached to my profile that for some reason makes people look at me differently. Um, and really, I'm just the, the thing that motivates me to answer your questions or going back is just knowing that a couple people saved my video so someone's gonna like look at it and that's gonna help them when they go to the gym or i left them some feedback that they needed or i said something that you know resonated with someone made someone feel less alone just i think those human connections in a digital world is kind of what makes the whole experience worth it to me now wow so with such a large media following i'm so i'm sure you've gotten some hate like how do you deal with that oh deep breath girl <laughs> <laughs> i think hateful comments are just a reflection of how you feel on the inside so i kind of just feel like it's someone projecting how they feel on me and i i try to take it really lightly but i mean i've i've definitely had my moments where i'm just like wow why did someone say that like why do they think that about me and i find myself just like thinking about it and giving it so much mental energy and i'm like i have all these positive comments why am i worried about the one negative comment that i deleted because i don't even care i don't want to see it <laughs> like you know why am i so caught up in it and i mean I think it's human nature to do that. We tend mm -hmm. to just focus on that one bad comment, but I just really try to remember that it's not personal. Yeah. Like, and that takes a lot of work, bro. Like, yeah, and it's <laughs> yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> like, it it definitely it hurts because I think You're we human. all we're human. We want to be liked, but the reality is that not like, literally like us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but but honestly i i try not to read too much in into it i try to spend less time on it and if i do have my moments where i am spending a lot of time on it i try to just 
before I would put up a wall and I'd be like, I just don't want to deal with it. And now I kind of try to ask myself like, okay, why is this bothering me? Why is this making me feel this way? Kind of question what it is that's hurting me about that comment instead of just pretending it doesn't exist. I do a lot of journaling. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love journaling. So, so yeah. Do you think that like those hateful comments and like how that the fact that you have to deal with them with such a large media platform do you think that helps you in real life with real hater like face-to-face -face haters if that makes any sense yeah I, I i can i definitely think it can be applied to the real world as well but also i don't feel like strangers come up to you and say something mean in public i think the mm -hmm. whole thing behind the digital world is that people can say these things and it's not your fate and most of the times these profiles are just like profiles with no profile pictures with no followers like they have literally made this page to hate on people and i think that's more sad i think that's um part of, of the challenge with the connection and the community part of, of social media because you do have this wall where I can say mean things or say things without seeing the hurt that I cause in somebody else. So it's almost a separation of, of um, emotionality, a separation of and, and a disconnect from even having empathetic responses, which is why we don't see it usually in face-to-face. -face. Do you see uh, hate in face-to-face -face in person? Yes, um, but it's not as often and sometimes not as intense um, as social media because when you say, oh, you're ugly to somebody, you see their physical reaction and their facial expression and you're like, ooh, that doesn't feel good making somebody else feel sad. Like, oh, that doesn't feel good. But when you're doing it online, you can say these things and it's just like, ha It's almost like, yes, like right. you don't see, there's such a separation between the human connection. And like, right. sometimes it's just people who have been hurt who don't know how to deal with their own feelings. And some people, it's just, they just enjoy it. And that's, that's what it is. Um, yeah. Being almost able to recognize it's not me, it's them. Um, and yeah. It's, uh, it's almost, and as you're talking about it, is seeing social media as a tool versus an identity and my world. Mm -hmm. And I, that's when it becomes different, whether it's helpful for me um, and a positive thing for me or something that becomes challenging and unhealthy. Is this something that is almost now an extension of my identity and self-value and, and self-worth? Or is it a tool that I can use to help connect me and to help my community as a whole? And I think that's right. the, it's almost as you're telling your story, it's like almost that shift where it's like yeah. you went from your identity and your self-worth to just a way to help and to, yeah. to connect. Spot on, girl. <laughs> Spot on. <laughs> do you do this for a living? Should I be taking notes? <laughs> girl, you could take notes. Nah. <laughs> uh, no, seriously, some of the stuff I'm like, <laughs> got to apply this. <laughs> Yeah, but it, what's crazy about it is that you already are, which is why it's coming up, because you're already practicing it. And sometimes it is nice to just share your story, to hear yourself out loud and say, oh, man, look what I've learned, you know, and it's almost validating for yourself of saying, yo, I'm doing a thing. I'm yeah. Evolving, I'm evolving. I'm changing and continuing to learn, um, right. which is why, why we appreciate you being here. Um, because in sharing your story, you learn yourself, but people also who are going through similar experiences 
can identify with it and almost give themselves the permission to hey i can be human and it's okay yeah how has social media affected your self-worth i think in the beginning i definitely felt like i needed to work harder kind of thing i felt like the the person i was on the outside sometimes wasn't good enough um and i think that kind of hurt my self-worth but now as time has gone by like i've kind of taken a step back and just looked at the big picture and realized that, you know, even if we're being really authentic, it's only natural to want to post your best picture because you want to, you want to put forth your best self uh, and it's human nature. But I think it's kind of remembering that, you know, online is one world and the real world is a whole different thing because I see all these girls and their perfect bodies on social media and then I go to the beach in the real world and you see all these real women with beautiful imperfections and I'm like this is fine and I'm like this is great this makes me feel like I'm good enough and we're all good enough and everything is normal versus sometimes when you go on social media you consume so much perfection that I find myself being my worst critic all the time and never feeling like the person I'm putting forward is enough when really it is like my body works so hard every single day to keep me alive like thank you especially during these times too to have your health means everything to me to just wake up tomorrow and have the ability to move your body and do whatever you want with it is so so valuable and and i think that that's really important is i feel like when you're young you kind of value looks so much and then as you start to grow up you're like there's so yeah. much more to life <laughs> you're like this should be enough and i always think to myself like what happens when i age like am i not valuable anymore like no like f that like no we're so much more than that and i and i think it's just remembering what your body does for you every single day and falling in love with what you deem your imperfections because at the end of the day it's what makes you you so and you know what i like I, I mentioned that to myself a lot but i mentioned it to a lot of people that i work with or even people in my life which is like a lot of times the imperfections are what people love about you you know the, mm -hmm. the laugh my laugh that i hate or the way like my smile is, or the way I, I, I say stupid things, maybe things I'm like, oh, I wish I didn't say that. And those are the same things that people are like, oh man, I love that about you. Yes. you. When you look at your friend, you're like, oh man, I love her stupid giggle, or I love the way she does this. And it's usually the imperfections, quote unquote, that we see, but it's really part yeah. of who we are. As yeah. A yeah, it's like we don't talk to sell. I was thinking, to myself that I don't talk to myself the way my best friend would talk to me. Like, why am I so mean to myself? <laughs> my best friend would never say these things to me. Why am I saying these things to me? And it's almost like we see ourselves so much that we almost don't see ourselves. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, that's deep, girl. Oof. <laughs> I want to like come off of this girl who's like, oh, she hates social media. That's just like, I definitely think that there are beautiful things about social media and in a way, if not already, it's the future. And I, I think that 
it has kind of encouraged a lot of people in our generation to kind of be their own bosses and to not conform to some job that they don't love and to really make a living out of their passion and I think that's so beautiful like I, and I think love it's to also see like, that yeah almost like um expressing the talents that we didn't see before you know yeah. now you have so many friends like you mentioned you mentioned this before I'm like I'm more than what you see on social media yeah. but social media has done so much to allow people to show the other parts that they haven't been able to so so Absolutely. many people who are able to um display their photography skills their cooking skills their craft yes. skills their, um, yeah love for makeup and art um and and just life and just be in comedy people are able to use these platforms to show the talents and skills that otherwise were hidden i yeah. love i love thinking about this too because i never used to share my music like i never mm -hmm. ever ever like I, I write music and I, I i like to sing a lot and i play the ukulele and i never showed that to anybody for years like i growing up i loved to do it i always did it at family gatherings or like with my friends and then when it came to social media i was comparing myself so much and that's on me like it wasn't even the social media that was the issue i was right myself way too much and then i was kind of like pushed like my friends were like okay just do it and then i started doing it and i feel so much better um so. after posting those those aspects of me that i like you said otherwise wouldn't have gone up to the strangers and been like hey hear my new song like <laughs> That's weird. See Bobby, Gabby, Gabby in a corner with a little hat, and she's no. playing the uke. <laughs> no, yeah, you're, you're not gonna see me like walk up to someone and say, "Hey, have you heard my new single?" Like, no. You no. would be an awesome right. street performer, though. I mean, it's not a bad I idea, really Gabby. I mean, if I could, I would, but yeah. I feel like it's illegal everywhere to like. I mean, it's illegal. I thought it was. Maybe that's just the thing I told myself so I wouldn't do it. Nah, anyway, girl. It's not. You can miss nah. Mm, I think fun. I'm just Maybe you just need a permit, right? but I think you'll be good. So I started doing that um, probably when I was in high school, like end of high school. And then I would always delete it, but it was because I didn't feel good enough. But eventually I started posting more and more. And the more I posted, the better I felt about singing. And yeah. it was weird because i know it's different because it's a camera and it's multiple takes but then i found myself being less afraid of being in front of people and um and playing music and i wasn't yeah. as scared because i was like well i just played this song and it got whatever amount of likes which means that this many people saw it so why can't i play this in front of like 10 people like why should i care Right. and that actually helped a lot of course everyone's different so it's not like something that's going to always happen but yeah um, like playing music i started posting my writing too like i was always scared to post poetry and then i started posting it on my page and i used to have a poetry account which i deleted but um that was <laughs> i had too many accounts and i was like okay I need to, like pick one um <laughs> and then like after that i felt so happy because then i had like positive feedback people saying hey this helped me with x y and z or hey can you check out my poetry and then it was like a positive community right right you like created these group of people who like all kind of are into the same thing 
that's amazing. Well, you otherwise may not have connected. Ever met. Yeah. I, I definitely think like that's the beautiful thing about social media is that you get to connect and meet all these people that kind of have a like a very similar mindset as you or they're into the same things and you learn new things and you were saying like oh i was deleting old videos that i felt like weren't good enough but i think there's so much beauty and just watching someone's journey mm-hmm. like my hairstylist for example i remember she started at this small little hair salon in oviedo and then she was working for this really big hairstylist and now she's literally working in her own little studio and just seeing her evolve like that is so great like i wouldn't appreciate her journey if i kind of just saw the end result getting to see how much confidence she's gained, how much she's done for herself, I think is like what we love as humans. We love to see that. We love to see, and it it reminds me of almost like the underdog, even though it's not an underdog story, but we love seeing people grow and like achieve their dreams. Um, Because I remember even just with underground musicians and artists who nobody knew, but you follow them on YouTube and you're like, oh, they're so good. And then you hear them on the radio and it's like, oh my God. Like you feel so proud of them because you almost went with on a journey with them. Yeah, you were a part of it. Yes, yes, absolutely. So it's almost like allowing ourselves to be in that because we love seeing other people be vulnerable. Um, and and we're cheering them on and and you have those those that encouragement and meeting the people that you would have never met otherwise yeah you know you're interacting with people around the globe all right yes and almost kind of combating what we were just talking about earlier there is a sense of community when you don't feel so alone like in my talent maybe i'm the only one who thinks that this is cool and nobody else does this And then you Mm -hmm. post something and then you see all these other people who actually um, have walked that path and and can inspire you in different ways or just uplift you Um, and allowing ourselves to be vulnerable in that story um, does a lot of good for us and for a lot of other people who watch it you know absolutely and even sometimes like in your own town like there will be people who were also scared to kind of come out about it you were like why like you love this too and suddenly you have a new friend yes yeah yeah i appreciate you coming on and being so open oh my you're the bomb.com i i didn't even expect to share all that but i was like the people need to hear it (laughs) i appreciate you guys having me this has been fun where can people contact you or reach you if they wanted to know more or follow you? Anything going on? Surprisingly enough, it would be Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm actually not very active on other social media platforms because one is enough for me. So it's just my name, Laura, L-A-U-R-A, and then Rivero, R-I-V-E-R-O, but it's three O's extra yeah i mean somebody took my name so (laughs) so there's three o's and it also reminds people that it's rivero because i will get rivera my entire life (laughs) what's interesting is that kind of 
changing paths on Instagram has kind of aligned me better with what I wanted to do in the future and brought me opportunities that I never saw myself being lucky enough to be a part of. So currently I am the content director for Nestry Performance and it's actually, the CEO is actually one of my mentors who mm. I cannot speak more highly enough. Dr. Tommy Shavers, he is the man. <laughs> but basically he has started this company that is in simple terms, essentially training for your brain. And it is everything I have wanted to be a part of and more. And I totally think it's the future because there's really a lot of pressure to perform in society today. And it's kind of just training to build your mentality, to be stronger, to just have an overall healthier mindset around what life is today. It's basically physical therapy, but for your brain. <laughs> so yeah, it's amazing. And I'm actually starting as just someone who's creating the content, but hopefully in the near, or not the near, but in the future, I'll be playing a larger role. So That's you so can exciting. also see me there. Yeah, it's nestry.performance. Right, girl. How do you, well, you're going to let, let me know so I could put it in the show notes. Yeah. I don't know how to spell that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And that I think that it's a great place that can help a lot of people in today's time. So yeah. It's very interesting. I'm so proud of you. Look at you, girl. Hey. <laughs> what being real does. It aligns you with things you love. Look at that. Exactly. Exactly. What are you grateful for? easy so easy i'm so grateful for you too this conversation was amazing and it was so nice to feel like i was finally telling my story and really feeling like yeah that was the past and not feeling like it's a part of me anymore and just knowing that i'm a completely different person and you two just like are so raw and so genuine and we need more of that so you guys need to keep doing what you're doing because it's awesome and i'm so grateful to have been able to be a part of this tonight oh my heart is like pfft, doing like the grinch <laughs> thing or like girl i'm tearing up i'm over here like oh i'm not gonna cry this i was thinking oh this is a great episode this is one i'm not gonna cry in because i cry almost every episode and i was like <laughs> way to go nothing wrong with crying. <laughs> nothing wrong with crying it feels good let it out <laughs> no, i'm grateful for water <laughs> Staying hydrated so it can refill my tears. Don't forget to hydrate your equal. <laughs> the moral of the story is always hydrate. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm grateful for. I am grateful for um, silliness. I am grateful um, for just jokes and laughing and being able to be free to express emotions and, and do this. So, um, and because I, I don't know how to do one. Sorry. This is my problem. Um, but growth, definitely just so thankful for growth and evolution. Um, you sharing your story, being a prime example of that, and being in the middle of growth. Um, and I think there's such beauty in being able to show the process. 
because like we show the end product, but there is so much beauty in, in seeing the imperfections of your story and your growth while you're growing. So we, we appreciate you again. Oh, you guys. Oh, the feels. The feels. <laughs> Follow us also on our social media platforms. We're on Facebook and um, Instagram, I am here pod, um, as well as YouTube and share, like, um, subscribe, because that's the easiest way to show support. Um, right. If you resonated with something um, in, in this show, somebody else may. Um, and the easiest way for them to find it is to just support with a subscribe or share. So again, as always, we're so, 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 so glad that you are here. And we are here with you.